Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we've got something really cool lined up today. I've got, uh, I've got a gentleman in our space here. His name is Greg. He's a registered massage therapist. And uh, I've come to know Greg through the RMTAO, so the Registered Massage Therapy Association, and what they have is something called a CBN, Community-Based Network, and so they have these in different areas around the province, and it's an opportunity for other therapists to come together, you know, to get out of the small space that we normally work and treat in, and discuss a variety of things and network with each other, which I think is a fabulous idea. And so Greg kind of runs the Toronto East chapter if you want to call it that and that's where that's where i met greg and he's got a really interesting story and um i think most people need to hear this so greg why don't you uh why don't you tell everyone you know just a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into your story okay well my name is greg presley i'm a registered massage therapist um I'm also I'm also was a professional athlete. I was a marathon runner. I ran uh, the five Boston marathons. Uh, fastest time for me was two thirty nine. Oh. Uh, you know so, what? I don't I don't know anything about marathons. Tell uh, me about marathons. So marathoning, I that's marathoning started um, early part of my college career. Uh, I started running at the age of seven months. Uh, we can go into detail more with my story after that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just naturally started walking, uh, running, and it just progressively got better and better over time. And I got into marathon running and it took me all the way to the world majors and, uh, did most of my training in Ethiopia to become an Olympic athlete. That was my goal and dream. Um, yeah, so that's how that's how I started, uh, and that's really what got me introduced to massage therapy. I started also into um, personal training, and then it just went in, just naturally fell into place for massage therapy, and I've loved the massage therapy industry ever since. So. Have you done anything else work-wise other than massage therapy? No, I really stuck with just personal training and, and, massage, therapy. and massage therapy. That's kind of those areas that I I specialized in or practiced with. All right, so give give, give us the backstory then. You know, starting to walk and run and stuff at seven months. At seven months, year and a half, my mom kind of saw strange behavior activity. Um with my arms in the air, I just naturally got up and walked. But for some reason, that occurred along with, you know, different like eye movement and just like collapsing and and shaking, which she didn't know what it was. So right. she took me to the hospital or to the doctors, and they couldn't figure out. They just they just said, well, keep an eye on it. See, you know, we we don't really know right now. Um, and and see if if it gets worse, then I bring it back, bring them back. So your 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 mother's noticing that there's a lack of certain types of movement, movement, and then there's there's kind of odd, awkward other types of movement. Yeah, and she's like, this is this doesn't seem right. Didn't seem right. So it, it was starting to get worse. Uh, so 
speed up to a year and a half. They they took me and they administered me into the hospital for sick children. Um, they opened me up. They cut my head open. Um, they they didn't know what it was based on what I've been told. They they thought they was like, okay, well, it may be a blood clot. It, they didn't know what it was. It, it's just uh, what it is is seizure activity. So I was seizuring a lot when I was younger. So when they when they open you up, do they find anything like not not normal or everything looks great and they still are like uh... it was it was so small they just they weren't really sure okay uh so they sewed me back they stapled me back up they're yeah. like well we we don't know what to do i mean his, my head was so small exactly so they it's not like they can they could do anything at that point um and it just they kept becoming um, worse and worse with the seizuring and the seizuring. And I had about three surgeries, one at a year and a half, three and five. Um, the second one, they, they did notice like there was a calcification on the left temporal side of my brain. Okay. Um, which at the beginning they thought, okay, he may have had a little stroke, a blood clot of some kind. Um, they monitored it. Really, they, they gave me more medication, more neurological medication to control it, but it got worse. Um, about the fifth, my fifth year of age, um, that's when things were really starting to happen. Um, it was starting to actually move across to the right side. So okay. it was actually growing the, the tumor itself. Yeah. Um, and that's where they said, yeah, we're going to have to remove that or if you don't your son will be will be a vegetable by the time he's 14 what's the presentation like what is your mother seeing between that year and a half to like this five years like what what is your life like uh there well my my mom is more of an optimistic type person that you know everything is going to work out. Everything happens for reasons. Yeah. Um, that's where my mom's spiritual side. Like my mom's more of a spiritual side for that. She firmly believes that that things do happen. My dad was more of a, a conservative side. He was an engineer by by his degree, so everything was very you know it has to be in this way. There's no no none of that. Yeah, fluffy yeah. stuff i guess it was just very it's black and white it's by the book this is what needs to be done um i would probably have would have said from my own feeling it would have been a very stressful time on the parents having to see your child go through that um and nothing they can do and but the child suffering <laughs> um so it was a it was a it was a an experience for the first couple of years that I vaguely remember of my life. Right. Um, I do remember going in and out of the hospital quite a bit, um, being left alone quite a bit overnight, even though it felt like a week. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. to, a, to a child, that's forever. Um, it feels uh, a level, level of abandonment from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, there's a lot of, a lot of, there was a lot of growing at an early age, like growing up very fast at an early age of accepting, well, this is what it is. Um, so 
now you're five and you're you're having an operation to remove tumors yeah yeah today i don't have that okay tell me so <laughs> tell me what it's like you know at from five years old on uh it, it was it was challenging um thankful i'm alive uh, very grateful um education was extremely challenging um very uh very emotional and painful too yeah because uh, you can't learn like everybody else and at that time you either were put in a category of what we call normal students or you were just in with another class that had difficulties or uh dis like needs like disciplinary class where right. they they were just troubled kids and no matter what they did they caused trouble so i was kind of thrown from one classroom to another because really teachers didn't know how to teach and how old are you you just celebrated a birthday yesterday yeah i'm 42 as of yesterday so yeah because 40 like i mean you know i'm 43 so when i think back to elementary school it was it was a hard it, it was, was it's it was different hard. than what it is now it is now sure. i mean we look at it from like the bullying today is different than what the bullying was yeah. then i was I mean, there was bullying back then, even professionally. Like, yeah. if if you if you couldn't cut it, if you couldn't keep up with the academics or the schooling, well, hope you do okay. Good luck to you. You know, and it really shattered self esteem. It it plays it plays a lot on that yeah. self esteem, confidence. So when you're in elementary school, then what what what's your social situation like? Like. Is it hard to make friends yeah. or Absolutely. do you have friends or are you only in this, you know, are you only hanging with this group of kids that are in your class and they're, you know, for, for, you know, I don't mean it to sound anyway, but I went to school in this, this era and you know, those classes felt like they were the throwaway kids. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I was, I would have been in that group of the throwaways. Like I wasn't, um, I wasn't popular. I don't have, I didn't have friends. I didn't have a girlfriend. Um, uh, I growing up for me, I had more of a, a focus, a determination. Yeah. I was very aware of how weak I was mentally. Wow. I knew what I, I read what they did because I wanted to figure out how can I fix the problem that I have? It's a problem. It can be fixed. So what did you see the problem as? The things I wasn't capable of doing when I wanted to do the things that I wanted to do but couldn't. Are we just talking physical things or are we also Academic. Okay. So not physically, I was fine. I was able to run. I was able to bike, ski. So so from an athletic perspective, I, I feel I was, I was talented enough. I was able to run, ski, bike. I, I was okay, and of course, the times for my marathon running uh, can show it. So I always, I always looked at it like, okay, well, I'm not great um, academically, so let's work on the things that I'm weak in. Of all people like me, I take an uh, engineering course, a tool and die course at Centennial. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, I want to do that, but you're telling me I can't, I can't put, you know, five times five together or do things mathematically. So let's work on that. Let's, you tell me I can't, but I think differently. Let's, let's break with the rules. Because professionally, they, the doctors looked at it and go, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. 
um, he'll he'll ha- he'll have his challenges. So so then, what's high school like? So I can I can I can kind of picture what elementary school is like for you. Yeah. What's it like when you go to high school then? Well, high school that was <laughs> I, I felt that was Pandora's box. To be honest with you, um, I I didn't have a lot of social friends even in high school, and I didn't go to parties. I didn't. Again, it's the self-esteem, and of, of course, my—I guess if you call it my ego or pride—of wanting to succeed and being successful and overcoming a disability, a, a mental weakness, was far more stronger than, you know, let's go party at a Friday night and right. get drunk, or um, that just didn't come to mind and i really and to be honest i really didn't want people to find out who i really was that's the truth that's the organic truth of of me is uh i didn't want people to find out wow you're 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 not that strong you're mentally weak and i didn't want people to know how weak i was but then in high school because like when that we, was high school like when, that's, when we were in high school like um the, the, I don't know. I wish I knew what high school was like now. When we were in high school, there was like three levels to classes. There was advanced, yep. there was general, and then there was like basic. At least that's the way yeah. we talked about it when we were in high school because, you know, political correctness in uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the late 80s, early 90s isn't what it is now. No. So then you're kind of going through this same, you're, you're kind of with the same class of kids that you were in elementary school now into high school, yeah. but then are, you're excelling in athletics at high school. Yeah, I, I was fine with. So you're kind of, you're kind of like at this point, the lonely guy that runs a lot. Yeah. 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 Down a, down a path and nobody's there. Yeah. And you're, and you're just, it's frightening, but it can also be exciting if you look at it. Cause you're, you're the only one that. is leading is leading so you're you're creating a life that's only formed around what you think of it right so what what do you do after high school after high school i uh i well i went right to college and and majored in woodworking which is the total opposite of what i'm doing today Yeah, yeah, yeah you know it's uh um i got into that and after a while, I just, I got bored of that. How long did you, how long did you do that for? Probably say about six months, seven months. And to the point where I was just like, yeah, you know, this isn't for me. Um, and then I, I took a year off, worked. And then of course I, I looked at my, I actually phoned up sick kids because I wanted to get, uh, my medical records to really find out who and what I am, yeah. who I am as, as a person and what. I'm not capable because for for years and all through my my college high school, I never could f- figure out why high professionals and I respect them deeply. They told me what I can't do. Right. And but yet it's like, well, try it, do it. What do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. You know, prove. I mean, and and that's and that was what I've always believed. Prove prove it wrong. Always break down the walls of 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 not falling into well so and so said i can't so i can't so reverse that that's heavy that's heavy for a high school college kid i was yeah and i was thinking that back in grade 10 grade 11 yeah and really i was i was trying to make my path and it was a frightening path because it's it's you don't know what to do you don't know what to do 
or where to go. How are you going to make money? Yeah. So what are your parents thinking this whole time? Are they like, like Greg's going to be living with us forever and we're going to have to support him and, or, well, or are they I, fully confident? Like, Hey, this, this, this kid will, will overcome and, and do something great. I, 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 for my parents, I think they, they feel I had potential and, and I'm going to succeed. Um, fortunately, my, my father has passed away, so I couldn't really get a lot of information of what he, what he experienced, uh, as a father figure uh, happening to his son. Um, I, the only time he told me uh, of when it showed concern was when he had to sign his name on the dotted line at, at the hospital. And that's giving consent for the hospital to do the final procedure and saying, well, if something happens to your son and, and dies, we're not we're not reliable for his death. Uh, that was a hard thing from a from a father that to to sign that dotted sure. line because that was his, that was the final. I got two kids. I can't imagine. Yeah, um, it's it's a very hard um, yeah it's a very hard thing for a par- for parents, uh, mother and father, just to see your child go through with that and not really knowing what the uh, implications were because 30 some 37 years ago the technology isn't what it is now and the doctors did have no choice but to say there's a 50 50 chance so there's one side he could live there's another side that yeah he just won't make it through it. so does this make you a real kind of it's gonna sound stupid but does it make you feel like you're really kind of fortunate, like you're happy because you're fortunate because you're alive or does it make you bitter and angry? Like why the fuck is this? Why, why me? Well, I, yeah, that's a good question. Cause I, I asked that question throughout my whole life. That was one of the, those were one of the things I told my mom growing up. I'm like, why did, why did I live? Yeah. Like, why am I alive? What's my purpose? Why am I here? I can't do this. I can't do that. I fail on every exam and test. I have no friends. I have no girlfriend. This was going through high school. There's, what's my purpose here? Even to be alive, like breathe, walk around, blink. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have, and then you have all these healthcare professionals saying what you can't do. Well, that I can't do. So already I'm, um, I've, it's it's judging and labeling, and that I've always disagreed with. I never like being labeled and judged, because that's it's been my whole life of what it's been like. Well, you're this, so suck it up. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's but yeah, I I think there's been times there there's a mixture of a lot of emotions that go through it. Yeah, I've been angry. I've been bitter. Uh, I've been sarcastic. Some people have called me a jerk. Much worse names than that. I won't put it on the air today. You can't. Say, <laughs> say anything you fucking want. Yeah. So, I mean, some of them probably felt I'm, a, I'm an asshole. Yeah. Uh, very cold-hearted. Just doesn't care. Um, and and I think a lot of it is just, well, that's that's a reflection. Well, there you go. You know, you take something away, this is what you get. 
but I've also I've also gotten positive from it too, and I've looked at it and, and said, well, what I used to call a weakness is no longer a weakness to me now. Like I look at it and go, wow, I'm actually it's a strength because if I didn't have what happened to me, I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing. I don't think I'd have the same care. Uh, I would have the same drive, same compassion, commitment of really reaching out and saying, you know what, I want to be successful. I don't think I would have those things. Uh, I may have had the other things. I may have had pretty women, dating a lot, partying, doing all that sort of stuff, but I don't think I'd have the same enthusiasm Mm -hmm. and drive to to do any of this stuff. And I'm still wanting to push the edge of that envelope going, well, what's further? What's next? What else can I do? Yeah. Um, how can I help? Let's build it right up to that point. So you're, you've finished college, you know, woodworking, you've, you've done that for, you know, half a year or so. What, what, where, where does it go next? Well, I, uh, I, I did go after all that was said and done i i got into running which i mentioned earlier in the podcast the running came into more of a well i think i want to pursue that further okay and and i think i I think how i i managed to do the running as well as i i did was i i remembered what i went through so it was a form of um therapy for me just to get rid of whatever bottled up emotional crap that was inside me run it out whether it's it's like for other people could be singing writing meditating um i it was almost like i did meditation while i ran like i just got in tuned and and knew what my body needed and what it wanted to do and to achieve and pushed further and further uh, even though it was painful, I just look at it and say, that's pain is not even anywhere close to what I went through, um, physically and emotionally. Um, and I do remember the, the, the cutting. The, I mean, even though they sedate you, <laughs> I do remember the cutting uh, into the skull. Uh, so that was that was an interesting experience. But but with the running, it, it helped me not look back at to, into that and just move forward. So how far did you take the running? You were telling us at the beginning. I went to the world majors. So I did Boston. I ran New York. Uh, I had the honors to run for uh, the New York Fire Department uh, after 9-11. I ran for somebody in their honor because they lost their life in the tower. Right. So I ran for them. And for their department and kick ass. Nice. <laughs> the NYPD didn't catch catch me. <laughs> so the, yeah, yeah, the fire department won that, <laughs> which was cool. <laughs> right on. So yeah, I had I I've had some pretty good honors and 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 really supporters. So yeah, it was very exciting. That's interesting, man. So it kind of yeah, it all intertwines everything that I do. Um, I do, I do, uh, Reiki, which is, I am a Reiki master. So I do a lot of, I do energy work too. So 
Okay, let's back that up then. So when when did you start pursuing? So give me the order of everything that happens in terms of you being involved in complementary alternative medicine. So where does all this come in? Uh, you've done the running, and then when 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 do you start with all this other stuff? Uh, after I retired running, so. Um, what came first, Reiki or massage? The Reiki energy came first. Okay. Because I was always, I always had. Again, it comes into the fascination of of how the body works, but how energy works too. So, for everyone that's listening that has no idea what Reiki is about, can you give us a quick and dirty? So, so Reiki in a simplest form is energy. So it's energy that works through a practitioner, and it gets, it goes and applies to the patient. So it, it, it helps with, it can help with more of the relaxation. It can help with emotional release. It can, it can help with a lot of different other stuff that most people may not have ever knew they had. And it just naturally will come out how it works. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's there. And I mean, you do have to get trained for it. Of course. Um, was the training for that difficult for you? No. No, it was it was really easy. Uh, again, to me, I didn't question. I just learned to accept and be open. Um, and it, yeah, it was more therapeutic for me. Uh, when I first did it, everything came out from my past. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, but it does. It does. Um, and yeah, it just kind of grew and came with me. And I, and today I put that in with my treatment and that's how I tie it in with massage. So, so then, so I blend all my stuff together based on what I've experienced and learned over that period of time. I'd probably say my energy work is the um, oldest modality I had because I dealt with all sorts of different energies growing up, even through my surgeries because I mean, my left side was traumatized and damaged, so I worked more on the right side. So I was able to know energy a lot more, auric energy, auric energy, which you, most people could get from a headache, <laughs> you know. But I was able to know that stuff. Um, so there's a lot of stuff about the brain that I'm so fascinated with, and still continue to want to research and study it. And, because we don't, I don't think we know a third of what we should know that's inside our head. You know, we only know the superficial, which always made me question even through school. Just like, okay, well, you're just giving me superficial stuff. What's the, what's the deep stuff? What's the good stuff? What's the essence? So let's, let's talk school then. Let's talk massage therapy. When does massage therapy come into the mix? When does massage therapy school come up? Uh, it came up in 2008. So, uh, I already did like a year and so of of personal training uh i didn't feel like it worked out panned out for me it was very competitive very lucrative so it was hit and miss with clients and i just thought you know what why do i want to hurt people when i'd rather fix and relax them i didn't want to feel like i was gonna <laughs> hurt people so i i kind of wanted to take a much more of a gentler and nicer approach to making a person feel better about who they are in themselves so that's when uh, massage therapy uh kicked in and i thought yeah i want to do that and i got into that and thinking that it's like oh okay it can't be so bad 
you know, I already know anatomy and, and my physiology and stuff. And, and then I got into it. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> it's a little more, it's a little more in depth than I thought. So did you have difficulty with school or getting into school or getting, how did, how did, how did massage school work for you? It was very challenging. Uh, I, uh, again, everything came back up again. So it was almost like back to the drawing board, um, difficulty, uh, a lot of it's processing, memorizing, um, audio, uh, audio and visual processing. Uh, a lot of the things were, I, of course, somebody with, with my, uh, background of, of what happened as a kid would have trouble. Um, they didn't, they felt, with the psych report that was given, because I I checked myself in to get evaluated, to get extra time, all that sort of stuff. And even they said, yeah, he's going to have a very challenging uh, time going through as a massage therapy student to become an RMT. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me, and I won't say names of them saying I'll never become a good I'll never become a massage therapist because I won't have the enough memory to give the facts to their patients uh, and treat it. You don't have to give me names, but who's telling you this? Like RMTs, schools? RMT, like they're RMTs, but they're, t- they're instructors um, okay. in a school. Um, and I never really liked that being told or said to me because that's kind of, that's a, to me, I look at it as it's a game. It's a, it, it's it, the person's making a bet, and I don't like again from our early conversation yeah. uh, when somebody challenges me to that. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to prove you wrong that I'll do it. Yeah, and especially that you've and, you've 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 grown up. Everyone telling you you can't do this, you won't be yeah. able to do that, you won't be able to do this, you won't. Do. And that's one thing when you're a little kid. Yeah. But now that you're a fucking adult and someone's oh. doing that to you, still, it's like fuck you. And I was, and again, I when I started, I was I was early thirties too, and they they said, yeah, okay, well, you know, um, take a year off, think about whether you want to become an RMT, uh, and come back another year's time and do it again or just leave the profession altogether. So this is so, before so the, you even started school or is this when you were in school? This is during, I had no problems getting into massage therapy school. Of course I had to take prerequisite courses to polish up on my physiology and, and pathologies, but I passed that. And But during and going through the curriculum of term one and term two, that's when all that was coming out and 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 of course i didn't leave i gave some thought but i thought you know what i'm gonna go to another school thanks guys but i'm gonna find something where they will they will give me more of the time that's required so i can become successful as opposed to giving you all my money and telling me the opposite right (laughs) so so you found another educational institution that will that taught massage therapy and and here i am today um, to make a long story short, and um, yeah, I did go to the CMTO and and talk about that because they pretty much the school that I went to said that they wouldn't be able to help me with with the recommendations that I requested. So of course, march downtown, go right to the CMTO and ask them, and they're like, yeah, not a problem, we'll help you out. So two different two different 
facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Um, was massage school for you kind of the similar experience of your earlier education, like from elementary school and high school? So in other words, in massage school, is it different now? Are you are you more social? Are you are you hanging in with people? Are you having friends? Or are you still kind of, you know what? That still is there. Yeah. Um, I think I firmly believe some things uh, don't necessarily go away. Um, it, it, they take a lot longer to 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 get over. Uh, I'm I'm very much somebody who's very hard driven. Like if I want something, I'm going to go after it and I'm going to find a way of how to do it Yeah. and don't get in my way. <laughs> well, for sure. I mean, you know, and, and it's kind of, it, and I guess that can, that can kind of throw the hammer down into a personal life of mine. It's kind of like, well, I need to train to do that. I need to work hard to do that. I can't just sit in my, sit in the chair and, and hope that it'll just fall in my lap. Right. Like I, I have to work to do it. Um, and yeah, and that's one thing I've learned was whatever I, I want in life, I always feel I had to work twice as hard, if not four times harder than the average person to get what they want. Whether it was to get an A on a math test, an A in English, whatever the subject was. It was never, a, it was never an easy path. To follow are you a positive guy i like to think i am I'm not, I'm not gonna lie you have to be because the way i see this like this could have gone you know you you see or you hear the stories all the time where someone has you know major barriers and obstacles and they go the complete opposite route of you it's not like okay well i can't be in this school fuck it i'm gonna show you wrong or you know what i'm gonna take up this thing and i'm gonna fucking excel at this and i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna put in four times the effort that you need to do and i'm okay to do that it could have been the whole fucking reverse it could have been life fucking sucks i'm depressed god damn it and then go take you down a whole other fucking rabbit hole yeah and that and that's one of the and that's one of the mixed emotions that runs runs all the time and that's why like there's a there's just a whole bag of, of different shit yeah. and each day is a different day one day i could be great the other day i could just say fuck it just don't don't bug me don't even talk to me yeah. you know and and yeah and then there's days i just i just walk and i'm and i'm either i'm sad i'm depressed of some kind i'm and it's like now what now where now what do i do you know does does that make um i mean it, it's it's yeah it it brings me to the message the message of telling my mom it's like why am i alive you know like there's days where i i still think that way it's like okay i've made it i've passed as much as i've seen but now i don't know what where and what i'm where i'm going anymore like i don't have a path to follow like so what and who am i so but i i give a lot of um credit and a lot of uh my pause the my positive way of outlook and drive um from my family from my parents my sister um because yeah, like you said, I could have I could have easily gone one way or the other. For sure, I could have gone. Well, fuck it. You know what? I'm gonna find a way to just have the government take care of me. Yeah, 
or it can even be done. Like I, it's like I could keep working away and say, well, take care of me. Lots of people is, do it, it right? Or even could have been worse. Even fuck it, and then just fall into, you know, that 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 dark hole, and then get into things like you know drugs and alcohol and yep. everything else, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Which is a route that a lot of people go. It's because it's the easiest way. Yeah. And uh, I've learned one thing: life is never easy at anything. Like well, you... it has to be challenged, right? Yeah. And it's uh, and that's the excitement. For sure. That's the excitement of life. It's it's well, if you don't know it, try to figure out how to do it. Yeah. And I always ask the question: How do I do this next? How, where do I go from here? So where do you want to go from here? So you have you have a massage therapy practice. You yep. own your own massage therapy practice. Yeah. Never thought that would happen. Tell us a, tell us a little bit about what your practice is like. Um. Well, my practice is more. It, it runs along with helping people relieve their pain. Uh, that can be. A, uh, from a physical as a massage therapist rehab, but I also I also blend and implement the Reiki arts too because I firmly believe that's that's a huge crucial thing to helping a person heal themselves. Um, so I like to implement them them both. I think I think the energy work focuses more on the very in depth stuff. It goes it goes below the superficial. It, it it makes, I feel it would make people realize, oh, okay, well, I feel this way. Maybe this is why I'm feeling this pain. So the root of the pain may not be, may be physical, but it may be triggered by something else that you had no clue that it triggered. Right. So it may be psychological. It may be energetically deeper than that. Do your patients or clients know your story? The one we're talking about today? Yeah. No. No, I've never really, I've never really talked about it until today. So it'll be a first. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a little surprised you've never talked about it before. Yeah, uh, yeah, I never really talked about it. I, I think I had a story and I had a vision in my head that it would be nice to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's that negative voice in the back of your head going, "Well, who would be interested? Who would care? Yeah. Um, and how is that going to help help your practice or or?" Yeah, and pr- improve your life. Like, how is how does that how is that going to help? Oh no, man, this is like a super inspiration story. So yeah, I mean, and that's and that has always been a goal that I've always wanted to to do. What can I? How can I help people with in terms? What what can I ins- inspire yeah. or set an example? That's that's what I'd like. Is just you know, if I could do it, I'm sure you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know. And if and there's worse people than me, but how many of them have a voice too? And I'd be happy to be that voice. So where do you, where do you plan on going from here then? I what does know. the future look like for you, sir? Well, the future, I I mean, I I definitely want to continue with massage therapy. I I love the profession. Um, I do want to see myself more doing um, figuring out just studying the brain a little bit more and and really look at what are we really capable of right like you know uh, what how would this world be a better place if if you just look within the body your own body your own mind and you know we're we're so busy looking at well let's put rockets up into space yeah. let's see where the next planet is or but yet you're not no one's really taking the time to look with in their own mind and say, well, you know what? What does the brain really do? Like it's it's always been 
uh, a puzzling question for me. Like, what's it all capable of doing? I mean, we only, I mean, this could be an old fact now, but we only use 1% of our brain. What's the other 85, 90%? <laughs> you know, like, why can't we unlock it? Are, I mean, are we too afraid to unlock it? What What's there to be seen? That's, yeah. Like, I, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's like, is it too frightening to the point where, like, you know too much of the truth? It's, it's so funny that you're saying this. Uh, we just did a podcast recording with Amanda and her cousin. And Amanda, the, the podcast was called Do You Even Float? And it was about Amanda and her cousin's experience going to a float tank. Mm. Uh, so a sensory deprivation float tank. And Amanda originally asked me to go. And I'm like, fuck no. And she's like, why? I'm like, because I, I kind of, uh, just along the lines with what you're saying, I almost feel like my ability to perceive all these senses and I got no science behind it. Maybe I watch too many fucking science fiction movies, yeah. right? My ability to perceive senses keeps my, keeps kind of suppresses all the other shit that my brain can possibly do or the places my mind can go. And I almost feel like if you shut that all down and I've got nothing coming in, then that just unlocks the fucking gate. And to be honest with you, I was scared. Yeah. I'm, I'm truly scared to, to even do something like that and open up the floodgates because I don't know what I don't you know. Don't what, know what I don't you know what you've done or how exactly. And I mean, it can lock into different stuff that you probably weren't even aware of, right? For sure, of spirituality and and other stuff that people talk about of past life stuff. I mean, do you really want to open that and exactly find, and find out? Thank you for understanding. I, I was, do understand. I was, I was afraid to say it because I was like, well. You know, it's like, oh well, he's a he's another kook. <laughs> no, I was trying to explain this to Amanda, and I was I was like, listen, I like, and again, I know the science behind it, but I was like, if if there's if there's this whole other part that just is suppressed, not suppressed, but doesn't come to the surface, is all subconscious. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you open up those floodgates. If you're not, if 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 I don't know. I'm I'm just scared to op potentially right, open up the that's floodgate. the right side of the brain. That's yeah. what I believe is the right side. Uh, that's happened to me. I've I've seen stuff too, which most people would think, oh my gosh, it's not even real. Like what? But I've seen stuff like that, like past life and what I've done. Oh gosh, you not not you have to so, see something whole, now. <laughs> and that's a whole and that's a whole another conversation. Oh wow. But yeah, like I mean, it it, it goes into it goes into dreaming and and it goes into past stuff that that does happen that yeah. has happened so you do relive and see stuff that you've done and some stuff's been good some stuff's been bad and are you willing to are you willing to allow it accept it forgive it yeah if you see it because some of it is just so um intense yeah <laughs> that's that's another day that's a whole new that's a whole different podcast <laughs> which we are going to do my friend <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> we are going to do yeah so i mean again like it's like these are you know little intricacies if you want to call it of the brain whether it's just whether these are messages of bringing your true essences out and it's making you either continue to be a worse human being or it's making you realize it and making you a better human being yeah. a much more powerful human being as a positive person. So that's probably why I was very quiet in high school too. Because <laughs> yeah. I was seeing all this stuff, right? That's my fifth operation. Right. 
I didn't want to come back. I said, hell no, to the guy above. Yeah. I said, heck no, I don't want to go through this life. Then what? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm going to fail. I'm not going to have a social life. I won't have good self-esteem. I didn't want to come back. I wanted to die that day. And, uh, and but yeah, I got pushed back. So I didn't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, you, well, you don't want you. <laughs> You're a pain in the ass. <laughs> Live down there. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Right on. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's been my life journey, you know, and. <laughs> you need to write a book yeah and so that's why i'm i'm slowly putting pieces together it's just it's a matter of how to do it like that's that's my bucket list i want to have a i want to have a book written and i already have the title written for it nice yeah yeah i want to ask you but i won't oh i have no problems saying it fixing a broken mind right on because of my past and uh i i kind of see a self-portrait of my face but um it broken up in little pescals, uh, yeah. like fragments, but the hands just bringing my bringing everything back together yeah. as a new. That would be my book. Wow, man! Yeah, you're a really interesting dude. <laughs> Thank you, and thanks for having me on the podcast. It's been it's been fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, very welcome. Right on. You have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. Peace. <laughs>